Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez, at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. You are listening to the smooth, smooth sounds of the mating ritual of the majestic giant tortoise. Welcome back, everybody, to the Break the Bell podcast. This is your weekend wrap-up. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. We're back. We are, and uh, we are back with a vengeance, I think. Yeah, that, that tortoise really put something in me. Yes, yes. My ADD kicked in hardcore yes. when I went to test the microphones, and then I, I just... It just came. That yeah. that was a creation. That was your that creation. Ju- it just came. The juices were flowing. <laughs> yes, they were. The tortoise juices were flowing. <laughs> they were flowing everywhere. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to. When the world is literally burning and on fire, you just have to just let the ADD kick in. Exactly. And, and see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that <laughs> leans towards turtle sex. Hey. Tortoise. Tortoise sex. What? Not turtle sex. Tortoise. Tortoise. Get it right. Yes. That is so, the politically correct term. I went to the the St. Louis Zoo um, two years ago now, I think. Yeah. Right after or right before a Cardinals game. It was one of our vacations that revolved around a St. Louis Cardinals game. And um, <laughs> we stumbled upon a, a tortoise pen, and they were getting it on, and that was the exact sounds they were making. And <laughs> I made sure to send it to you and, yeah, you did. and a co-worker. And yes. so, so you could enjoy it. You want to make sure we were, we were part of it. And yes. I, I appreciate that. Yes. That was very nice. So... Hope you all enjoyed the smooth sounds of the mating rituals of the majestic giant tortoise, yes. because I did. Yeah, and and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? How's everybody doing out there? It is yet another weekend, and once again, the world is burning. burning. It's yeah. burning down everywhere. It was burning around this, this time last year, wasn't it? Was it was right before um, COVID, everything started. All the protests, worldwide yeah. protests kicked off. It was okay. before we even had a podcast going, to be honest, because we never... 
really discussed it. But then COVID kicked off and everybody just kind of forgot that people right. were protesting. Yeah. They just locked everybody in their houses anyway. So sure. protests were gone. Well, now that um, the lockdowns are kind of over across yeah. the world, for the most part, in a lot of places, protests are coming back yeah. up well, everywhere. It may be, you know, like uh, how they'd say, you know, there's construction season. You know, there's like five seasons, you mm-hmm. know, maybe the protest season now. Yeah, it's probably it's like, yeah, like road construction yeah. here. Like the snow goes away, people come outside, and all of a sudden the construction co- exactly. trucks come out, and um, same thing now. Now wreak pan- havoc on the entire city. Pandemic starts to go away, protests break out. Then you know what they have to do to make the protests go away. We need another pandemic. We need another, or at least a very like the Delta variant. Of oh yeah, the, the yeah. pandemic yeah. to kick back off. I, I heard the Delta variant is uh, it's some serious stuff. Yeah, it, I mean you can have the vaccine that yeah. they're pushing for and still get the Delta variant. So It's horrible. Yeah, I, it, it's a horrible thing, and they're going to use it Oh yeah, and abuse it the way they did with everything else. Exactly. In this, in why, this. why stop? Yeah. It works so well. Yeah, I, yeah, they got a game plan here. They've yeah. got like a playbook now with yeah. COVID and how to use this crisis to totally take over and strip us of any sort yeah. of joy in our life. So they decided, hey, let's let's use this for <laughs> the future, the long run. And yeah. I don't see this going away. No, they're going to keep um, pushing this kind of mentality on us forever, just to kind of keep us in that mental state. Yeah. Even though I did read, probably three times more children, like under eighteen children, died of suicide last year than they yeah. did of COVID yeah. because of all this bullshit. Right. And that's. That's sad. That, that is. To me, that's more tragic than, you know, oh, I'm sorry, old people dying from COVID. Uh, or any, I mean, just the mental abuse that has yeah. been put on a society through all of this shit. It's yeah. just been um, insane. And like, well, just imagine the men- mental abuse put on the elderly in nursing homes right. that haven't been able to see their family right. for over a year. Who don't know how long they have. They, and don't really have to... the resources to yeah. kill themselves. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah. they, they're just stuck with it. Not saying that I condone old people killing themselves, but right. I'm just saying, like, it's got to be yeah. worse, I think, on them just being, like, shut in yeah. a nursing home. I mean, there was a number of elderly people that I had talked to that had said, you know, that they just, they would prefer to make that choice themselves to mm. be able to see their family because they don't know how long they have. Right. Yeah, and I, I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely. It's like, I'd be the same way. Yeah. So I, I feel like... A life that has no life in it isn't really a life. Right. Like, what are you preserving? Exactly. If you take like all the joy out of life, right. what what are you preserving yeah. by extending our life yeah. out a little bit? Yeah. Before we get into the news this week, we can't forget. We can't let the tortoise sex <laughs> distract us from. No, no, just just the opposite. It, it helps me to focus. It helps us focus, just like. Run your mouth coffee helps us to focus. <laughs> so like the majestic mating rituals of the tortoise. I, I don't I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> focus. Run, run your mouth coffee will also also focus you. <laughs> focus you on what's important, like free speech, like the ability to play tortoise sex videos yes. at the beginning of your podcast. All those freedoms that we we take yes. for granted here so, in the United States. So run your mouth coffee. It's like tortoise sex for people. <laughs> it's like tortoise sex for your mouth. <laughs> oh man. 
Oh, I don't even know. If, are, are we even doing them good anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I think I think they would enjoy it. Uh, yes. If, if you are experiencing extreme ADD that makes you look up tortoise sex videos, drink run your mouth coffee, and support free speech, because that's what they're all about is supporting free speech. Yes. On a serious note, they are all about supporting free speech. Which is our main goal here on this show, is Absolutely. the ability to say whatever the fuck we want to. And we have. And we obviously have said whatever the fuck we want to. But, I mean, this is, we take this shit for granted. Yes. I mean, this this stuff's going away soon, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're on a war path for... Free speech. Free speech. Like, yeah. the things that we do, the things we speak out against, like, all the bullshit that's going on in the in the country, all the, the censorship going on in the country, yeah. the path towards... Soviet era type restrictions going yeah. on. They're on a war path for that. We're going to talk about that more tomorrow in tomorrow's episode on in this like new, not even new, but this like continued push yeah. for censorship. But in the meantime, we're going to continue to talk about Run Your Mouth Coffee because their coffee is delicious. They do support free speech, and um, it's it's coffee delivered fresh to your door. It's I mean it's it's way better than like the stuff you buy on the shelves and and you're supporting a good cause. Absolutely. And it in the end it comes back to you because not only you get coffee, but you're also promoting free speech that you benefit from. So you get to drink delicious coffee and know that you paid into a good cause. You can't go wrong with that. No. Drink run your mouth coffee. Support them. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code break the bell, all one word, break the bell. Get ten percent off your your order and drink the coffee. Yes. Drink the damn coffee drink like you said last week. That's it. We gotta we gotta focus, Bill. We gotta focus. Maybe it's because I don't have coffee in front of me. <laughs> All be. I have is the damn tortoise sex. <laughs> Not having a good good chance See, at it. And it doesn't do as good a job as run your mouth even. <laughs> yes. No, definitely not. Let's 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 get this started. Okay. We got a lot of things to cover. Like we said, the world is burning, but we want to talk about some of the other stuff some in the world going, going on. on. Some of it is just so ridiculous that we have to mention it. Yeah. The first one being uh, shark advocates want to rename violent shark attacks as shark interactions. That sounds very pleasant, actually. It does. Yes. It almost makes it seem like it's okay. Yeah. We, right. Did you have a? Did you have an interaction with a shark? <laughs> When you were down, in I, I, I did not, but I was really hoping for an interaction. I was hoping you would too. Yes. They, they, this is this from Zero Hedge. Excuse the ridiculous pun. Social justice warriors, no. jaws, tis warriors. Get it, jaws? I, I did. Jaws unfortunately, get that. <laughs> I mean, you're a jaws fan. You should I appreciate that. Yes, so. I actually just joined a a jaws fan club <laughs> on Facebook. A, wow. Yes. They have a fan club for literally everything. They do. They do. So like I said, uh, shark advocates are wanting to rename violent attacks. It says the woke movement knows no boundaries. Just ask marine experts and advocates in Australia who are d- dedicating their time, energy, and resources to getting violent shark attacks rebranded as shark interactions. I'm sorry, but if I, if I got like a limb bit off by a shark, the last thing I care about is the fucking shark's feelings. Yeah. yeah. And what, what he was called. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, don't, yeah. don't blame the shark. He He's was right. just doing yeah. what sharks do. Exactly. I mean, I, I wouldn't be the one that'd be like, "Fuck sharks! I hate sharks." No, no, I, no, I I'd wouldn't be, go. I would be Ahab. like, they, yeah, they, like, they were doing what leg. they do. <laughs> exactly. But he also bit my fucking leg <laughs> exactly. off. Exactly. 
says the movement says that using the word attack contributes to sharks being unfairly stigmatized as a deliberate killer. They are deliberate killers. They intentionally yes. kill. Yes, that's what they, they don't do. accidentally yes. kill you. They're atop of the food chain in their environment. I mean, yes, they're killing you to eat you. They're not just murderers, yeah. but right. still, they yeah. deliberately kill you. They do. They do. It says if people don't want to use the word interactions, the group suggests alternatives like negative encounters, <laughs> incidents, or simply bites. Negative encounters, yeah. Yeah, I... I was definitely a negative encounter. Wow, the other day I, I, I was I was in the ocean and I had a negative <laughs> encounter with a, a shark. Oh, how'd that how'd that turn out for you? I lost my <laughs> fucking arm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, so it was negative. <laughs> yes, pretty... motherfucker. <laughs> University of Sydney language researcher Christopher Pepin Neff argued shark attack is a lie, stating Jeez. that a majority of what people call attacks are merely nips and minor injuries from smaller sharks. Pepin argued, Pepin Neff argued, that the attacks used to be called shark accidents before the term attack was dubbed in the 1930s. And the Department of Primary Industries in New, New South Wales, not just South Wales, but New oh, South good. Wales, has already started to, we swear we are not making this up, <laughs> the article says, work with a shark survivor support group, <laughs> Bite Club, the shark survivor Bite support Club? is called Bite Club. Oh to identify more sensitive vocabulary to describe an audience I, with I, a shark. I thought first rule of Bike Club was not to talk about Bike Club. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. <laughs> a spokeswoman for the group said, NSW DPI is respectful that each incident is best described by the individual involved. DPI generally refers to incidents or interactions in our formal shark reporting. Leonardo Guida Shark researcher at the Australian Marine Cons Conservation Society said the language change helps dispel inherent assumptions that sharks are ravenous, mindless, man-eating monsters. So are they going to ban the movie Jaws now, too? I, I think they have to. I mean, obviously, it's shark exploitation. You know, yeah. so, you know, it just it, it paints sharks in a negative light. Yeah, I mean, we, then we got to go and, like, Clean. What's that bear attack movie in Canada? You remember that one? I think you, <laughs> yeah. you turned me on to that yeah. one. Yeah, the, the um, black, back co country. Yeah, so we got to get rid of that because that paints bears, bears in, in a negative bear. light. We got to get rid of arachnophobia because that paints spiders, spiders which spiders yes. are assholes anyway. Yes. Nobody likes spiders. No. no. I, Anaconda, you got to yeah. get rid of that. Yeah, I you mean, there are, you're just insinuating yeah, that. Whole, just... And to be honest, do we really need to have movies like uh, Friday the 13th and, <laughs> and Halloween because it paints people with mental conditions as that's negative true. you're no you're absolutely you right know? but that's just people we don't no. fucking care about people right we, yeah it's just the animals we really care yeah, about i mean animals have feelings right and i like i said i do understand like like what was it the croc steve Irwin, the crocodile oh, yeah, yeah, hunter yeah, guy yeah, yeah. yeah or whatever his name was um who after he got like murdered by a manta ray he was like checking to make sure the stingray was okay. Yeah, right. Asked, making sure he, it didn't get hurt in the process. He knew he was like, going to fucking die. Right. Yeah, exactly. But that's his life, like, yeah. lover of animals. We all knew he was going to bite it that way. Yeah. Like, but that doesn't animal. mean he wasn't attacked. I mean, I yeah. don't think the stingray cares if we say the stingray attacked yeah, him. The, the stingray is going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. That asshole was swimming above me. That was an interaction. <laughs> that yeah. was an interaction. All, I yeah. just brushed up against him. Yeah. There was an attack. Don't you put that on me, Ricky yeah. Bobby. 
It's, are we really spending money on this type yes, of bullshit? People are actually spending money on this bullshit. I mean, this is Australia. They have countless animals. Yeah. That will attack you for no reason. They have the weirdest variety of deadly oh, yeah. animals. Deadly the, spiders, snakes, kangaroos. Crocodiles. Kangaroos will kill you. Kick yes. you in the freaking face. You know, at the, that, surprisingly, one of the highest death rates in Australia is from kangaroos. I believe it. Have you seen them? They're like jacked like yeah. kickboxers. Yeah. They're ridiculous. Did you see that video of the guy? There's a kangaroo attacking his dog, yeah. and he like went and like pushed the kangaroo, and the kangaroo squared up, and he punched the kangaroo <laughs> in the face. <laughs> oh man, I I do know a guy that was stationed in. I'm not gonna say his name, but he was stationed in Australia years ago, probably decades ago, and he did like some illegal kangaroo fighting thing. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing over there. Yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. They well, make money he, off of fighting a kangaroo. So I think he got like punched. He didn't even get kicked by the kangaroo. The kangaroo like lucky. punched him, and he it, he said that was enough. He was freaking done. Huh. So that's all I really have to say of this article because this is just. I, I would say that that these social justice. I'm not doing the pun because that's ridiculous, mm. but I do feel like they've jumped the shark. They literally, they, they literally. You're not going to do the justice fun, but <laughs> you'll mine's do the better. Ju- mine's better. <laughs> but you'll do your. I didn't want to do two puns in the same sentence. <laughs> I guess that would be too much. That would be way too much. Let's not get ridiculous here. Exactly. <laughs> so, of all the things we have to worry about in the yes. world, shark. This feelings. group is worried about putting a negative light on shark attacks, and yes. we need to change the name of shark attacks. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to spend any more time on this because it is that ridiculous. I just felt like we had to start the show I, off the right way. I feel like we needed to as well. And just show you how how far we've come as as society. Yes, yes. That is that is far. <laughs> yes. So moving on. Moving on. Before we get again into the, the protests and stuff, there's another disease that's popped up that I never even heard of. Yeah. It's called the monkeypox. Had you heard of the monkeypox? I have never heard of the monkeypox. I neither. I feel like it's made up. I believe so. <laughs> Apparently, a Dallas resident has become Texas's first ever case. This article says Texas's first ever case. Another article I read says Texas's first ever human case of monkeypox. So oh. they've had monkeypox in other animals there, apparently. Interesting. But not in humans. But it says it's not a reason for alarm. Okay. We've heard that before. Yeah, we heard that at the start of COVID. Yeah, right. From Dr. Fauci himself. Yes. Praise be the Lord and Savior, Dr. Fauci. Exactly. (laughs) If you didn't see that, if you're listening, he just did a cross thing. I think that's what he was going for there. Patron saint of Of pandemics. COVID. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Patron saint of death. Yeah. So this case, though, it strikes me interesting just the way they're reporting on it. I'm just going to read it first, and then we'll talk about it. So a patient had traveled to Nigeria. Okay. I used to not know how to pronounce the word Nigeria, and you really? can imagine oh. how bad that could have been. Yes. Yes. But it's Nigeria. It is. The patient who traveled to Dallas from Nigeria is in isolation at a hospital, health officials say. It says a Dallas resident has been diagnosed with monkeypox, the first case of the virus ever reported in a human in Texas. There you go. This article. Okay. But they stressed that the risk posed to the general public was very low. Again, we heard that yeah. with, with COVID. 
The patient flew to Dallas Love Field from Atlanta on July 9th after arriving in the country earlier that day on a flight from Lagos, Nigeria, officials said. Health officials said the patient whose identity was not released was in isolation at a Dallas hospital and was stable. The Federal Center for Disease Control and Prevention was working with its counterparts in Nigeria to determine how the patient contracted the virus. According to Dr. Philip Huang, is it Huang or Huang? I'm going to go Huang. Huang? Huang? You like Huang? I like Huang. All right. According to Dr. Philip Huang, Dallas County's public health director, the patient went to the hospital Tuesday, four days after arriving in Dallas. Local health officials did preliminary tests, and the CDC confirmed the diagnosis of monkeypox on Thursday. Okay. Again, just saying no reason to alarm. Right. So it's not like Ebola or whatever. Right. They're yeah, not like not eating trying, flesh. Yeah, they're not trying to like freak us out. Right. Scare tactics. At least not yet. What we can see here. Right. So far. Moving on. The close contact will be monitored for 21 days. Oh, those in close contact will be monitored for 21 days. So okay. they did the, the tracking of who all he was in contact with. Receiving twice-daily calls from health officials checking on whether they have developed symptoms. That would be annoying as hell. Yeah, it would. Twice a day? Yeah. Do you got it yet? No. <laughs> Leave me How about the now? alone. How about now? Officials noted that because travelers are required to wear masks on flights and in airports to help prevent the spread of COVID-19, the potential for transmission of monkeypox was diminished. I see where they're going here. Yes. Yes. You should Remember when I said at the beginning of the show, this the shit's here to stay. Yes. It's not going away. No. They're going to use a one-off little, like, one, one-time, one-person disease yes. scare like this. Like, how, how often do you think in this country we have, like, a one-off little disease scare. Oh, like somebody comes down with measles. Yeah. Oh, the you remember in California, like, oh, yeah. the first case of measles in California yeah. in like X amount of years. Yeah. Nobody else fucking got measles. Right. But y you know that happens like every day. Oh, yeah. But now you're going to hear about them, mm -hmm. and then you're going to hear this because of our precautions for COVID-19. Yeah. You guys don't have to worry about this. Yeah. Because y'all are wearing masks on all your flights. Because remember, what was it, uh, Rand Paul that was trying to push? Oh, that's right, yeah. To get uh, away from those yeah. regulations away. So now, all of a sudden, this monkey virus, monkeypox virus pops up, and they're like, well, if it weren't for all those masks, yeah. everybody now might have monkeypox. We'd be dying from monkeypox. Says, with everyone wearing masks, that really reduced any risk in those settings, Huang said. Well, thank No God. reason for alarm. Says local officials said the low loan case uh, posed little risk to the public at, at large. While rare, this case is not a reason for alarm, and we do not expect any threat to the general public. So why are we even reporting on it is right. my question. Yeah. If it's no threat and it's a one-time yeah. thing, but, you don't well, need like to report said, on it. That way people can be like, oh, wow, well, we're going to wear our masks everywhere now. Right. It says Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson said city officials have been in communication with county health officials about the case. We have confidence in the federal, state, and local medical professionals who are working to ensure that this virus is contained and that the patient is treated with the utmost care. Huang said that the monkeypox case, like the coronavirus pandemic, shows the importance of having public health infrastructure available mm, to identify disease, perform is. contact tracing... This says contract tracing, but no. it's supposed to be contact tracing. Unless I think. they're going to make you do contracts now. 
Yeah, perform contract tracing. We can't. We gotta say what they're writing here, otherwise we misquote them. Exactly. And monitor the spread of an illness. So contact tracing sticking mm-hmm. around. Yep. Because. Yeah. I mean, obviously, to to trace all these monkeypox incidents that we're seeing from right. travelers from Nigeria to Dallas. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna need to keep that around. Yep. Gonna need to keep dipping into people's like, um, information and, and stuff yep. to to keep that yep. shit. Yep, you have to give your name, your address, everybody you've been in contact with. Yep. He said that, as with the Ebola case in Dallas several years ago, we got to throw Ebola in there just to, if you weren't worried about monkeypox, well, yes. let's just throw Ebola in there because yeah. everybody's scared of yeah. Ebola. Ebola sucks. This case illustrates how easy it can be for an illness to travel around the world. In 2014, Thomas Eric Duncan flew from Liberia to Dallas after being exposed to Ebola. He later died from the disease. Two nurses contracted Ebola but recovered, and the disease did not spread any further locally. We're certainly just a plane ride away from any other global infectious disease, Hoang said. That's the reality of our modern times. That's the key there. That's why this article was posted. We're certainly just a plane ride away from any other global infectious disease. I, I, I just thought about this. It just hit me, and we may have touched on this once before. Last year, before COVID hit, mm-hmm. I remember at Christmas, I was at my pops, mm-hmm. and he was watching some miniseries about the spread of Ebola that was on, I think it was on the Discovery Channel, or okay. History Channel, it was this miniseries, okay. and it was like the next hot miniseries that was out, mm-hmm. and they were watching that. Last January, February, CBS Access, All Access starts playing The Stand, Another miniseries about a pandemic. Really? Yes. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah. It, it's You have to have the, the all-access subscription to be able to watch The Stand. Well, then there was the middle of last year was the... What was that one I just watched that was on um, Amazon? Oh, um, um, yeah. The, um, it was okay. the comic book one. Yeah, yeah. That talked about the pandemics and stuff. Yeah. I can't think of the name. Um, yeah, I can't think of the name of it. Off the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of pandemic shows coming yeah, out right it now. It just seems odd. Well, it's it, like to Yeah, but even before COVID like went full force, there's yeah. things that was coming out. Yeah, so. it's to like prepare your mind. Right, right. To I mean <laughs> adapt you into this. Like, but again, I mean we've talked about the fact that we don't we don't necessarily believe in in convenient like little like coincidences coincidences <laughs> yeah exactly no yeah i i get it and i think that they it's the same with like aliens i think all this mm-hmm. stuff about aliens are yeah. just to desensitize us to aliens so then when they have to introduce us to quote unquote an aliens. alien thing yeah. we're already like oh yeah they they've been talking about this for right. years yeah. oh that right. makes sense yeah and i don't th- i think if there was a big alien interaction or encounter it's going to be a false flag oh yeah yeah right right for them to yeah, do whatever the fuck that yeah. they're gonna do. So, but also, I mean, these these shows and and miniseries and movies, I mean, they really implant fear in your mind oh, yeah. about the pandemics oh, and yeah. stuff. And so, I mean, that may have led to. I mean, I see it with with people that I know were watching that miniseries and how afraid they are of COVID right now. Mm-hmm. And it all leads back to. I mean, it, it's just a con job. Yeah. Well, then you get. We're getting to a point in, across the globe almost where people are just kind of sick of this shit. Yeah. And, I mean, there's, I think, still riots or protests in France pushing against, like, yeah. the lockdowns and stuff. And then something like this happens. Like I said, a one-off 
yeah. incident. Whether or not it actually happened, who knows? Right. Yeah. But for them to say, guys, we're just a plane ride away from another pandemic. Right. Yeah. So Your don't don't get much? too comfortable, right. guys. Yeah. Because um, it happened once, and it's gonna happen again and again and yeah. again. And so it's keeping us in that that state mm-hmm. of fear. To where we're like, you know, maybe masks are a good idea. Yeah. You know, maybe we really, we haven't had too many cases of the flu this year. Flu cases are down, which they don't tell you that they're skewing the numbers of flu cases for COVID cases, Mm. I I guarantee you. But they're they're just keep, like, they're trying to keep the shit to stay. They're they're keeping that implanted in your brain. By popping up a little story like this, a little nothing story, really, because the guy should recover. The guy hasn't died. Yes, it's a an odd, bizarre disease that happened to come over here. Right. But the only reason this is even reportable is to say, hey, guys, keep wearing your masks. Yeah. This right. is Keep just, following the guidelines. Keep doing yep. what we tell you, and you'll be okay. Yep. So, yeah, it, it's stupid. Yeah. And like I said, I, I wouldn't even talked about this except once I read the, through that article. I was like, oh, there, yeah, that's right. that's what you wanted yeah. to do there. Yeah. I, I get it now. Yeah. That makes sense. So I think that brings us to the world completely burning down again. Yes. Yeah. We're back to it. We're back. Did we ever actually leave? No. No, I don't think so. We're back I to talking so. about yes. it, I think. Yeah. It's back in the headlines. Yes. Before, before we talk about it, I got a few brief clips of... Um, three in particular countries that are on the fritz. Because we talked about Haiti and yes. all the shit that's going on there. And yeah. pro- I think violence is getting worse there because of yeah. all the stuff going say, on. We have an update on Haiti, too. Yeah, and with that, several other countries, to include the, the three big ones we got here are South Africa, Cuba, and Lebanon. That yeah. are <laughs> There's some serious ramping up protests going on. So let me play this video clip, these three video clips real quick. So this one's South Africa. So if you're listening to this and not watching it, um, you can hear the gunshots going off, and people right. are just completely looting and smashing, and there's, yeah. like, buildings on fire and stuff. This yeah. is in South Africa. Right. We'll and explain why here in a minute. Yeah, and one of the things they, they've said, or several things, is, uh, like, 200 malls have been, like, uh, firebombed yeah. in South Africa, and they're talking about, like, $2 billion worth of damage. Uh, if you see in this part of the video that I got paused on right here, there are people lined up on the street on one side shooting into a population of people on the other side, and they're hiding behind, like, road signs and, right. like, broken-down road signs trying not to get shot to death. And um, I don't know how much good those road signs are doing. It's but violence. But, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty intense. I wanted to play yeah. just that clip again of the, the streets shooting right there because it's, it's freaking nuts. I mean, it's just like target practice. Yeah. It's violence. So that that was South Africa, like I said. Here's Cuba.
estamos vivos por la represión que hay con el pueblo que nos tiene matándonos de hambre. Toda la van entera se está derrumbando y estamos sin casa, sin nada. So they're protesting. Um, they're, the people are talking. The subtitles are saying they're talking about wages not being enough. Uh, prices are skyrocketing. Uh, houses, people don't have houses right. and yeah. all, all the shortage stuff. of food. Right. And um, I'll try to I'll turn this volume down and try to read it as they're going. So she says we want the prices to go down a bit because our wages aren't enough. Says the U.S. Secretary of State criticized the Cuban government for failing to meet the people's basic needs. The economy sanctions set by the U.S. since '62 were designed to create such shortages. So these same <laughs> things, and and obviously um, they're going to blame Trump for this because he kind of bumped back up uh, right. the sanctions. Says critics like Bernie Sanders called for an end to the embargo. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care about the politics side. I want to just read some of their the things they were saying. It says, as Cuban Cubans protest against their government, some Americans are calling out the U.S. blockade. I, it, partially the U.S. blockade, partially the shitty government. It says right. thousands of Cubans came out to protest for freedom, medicine, and the government's handling of the pandemic. So, obviously, the pandemic's related. Mm -hmm. So, that's the Cuba one. Then, um... Here is the stuff going on in Lebanon. People just looting malls and shit here, smashing out windows. Uh, riot police coming in with riot gear. I'm sure that's going to end well. People like... People harassing people in Humvees and tanks on the streets. It's never a good idea. Is that a lot? Of, is that a big old giant blood smear on the ground? Kind of looks like it. People just throwing shit at the tanks and Humvees as they drive by. This one, you can see Humvees like flying through the intersection as people just throw shit constantly at the Humvees as they're driving by. And these people are pissed off. This yeah. is Lebanon. So there's a little bit of what's going on there. Um, a lot of crazy shit going on. And I, I kind of wanted to read just a little yeah. bit about each one. We're not going to dig into it like we did Haiti because we don't have that kind of time um, for all this. But we just wanted to kind of yeah. give an idea of what's going kinda on. Kind of make you aware. And I mean, we'll keep an eye on things as well. And right. if anything major happens, we'll update you. But Yep. So in South Africa, <clears throat> the reason for the rioting there has sparked since um, the arrest of their former president, is what they say. So it says, yeah. South Africans say writing over Zuma jailing, that's Zuma is the, the former president, uh, was pre-planned. And a lot of these, it's, it's interesting, because we even said that about Haiti. Like, right. everyone's blaming, like, some outside forces for yeah. this shit in Haiti. Um, but then you got people saying that it was inside forces. Right. Yeah. Getting a straight so story is interesting. So yeah, well, one of the things they say is you know it, it's targeting like cell phone towers, it's targeting like infrastructure, like key infrastructure. So it's something that was strategically planned. This is not something that rioters just would would randomly that was in attack. South Africa. Yeah, yeah, because this says um, because everybody's saying it's in response to his jailing, but this article from BBC is saying that uh, 
South Africans are saying that the riots were pre-planned. So something a little bit more to this than just just like um, some people coming together, like a sporadic outrage because of this arrest. Yeah. So again, this from BBC. It says South African President Cyril Ramaphosa Ramaphosa has said the violence that has rocked the country was pre-planned, describing it as an assault on democracy. I think we heard that in Haiti, too. Yeah, we did. That it was like an An attempted coup against their democracy. So it makes you wonder what's actually going on. Is it just the people rising up as it is being shown to be, like all these poor people are rising up? Or are are people trying to create um, destabilization in some of these key countries? One of the things I read is that... uh, the president Zuma's daughter is had been uh, criticized for like trying to ramp up protest and really? insurrection against the the government. It says riots were sparked by the jailing of former President Jacob Zuma. The death toll has risen to 212, up by almost 100 since Thursday. The government said police officers have been protecting deliveries of food to supermarkets after days of widespread looting led to shortages. An estimated $1 billion worth of stock was stolen in KwaZulu-Natal with at least 800 retail shops looted, a mayor in the province said. It is quite clear that all these incidents of unrest and looting were instigated. There were people who planned it and co-coordinated it. Mr. Ramfosa said in a visit to KwaZulu-Natal, Mr. Zuma's home providence in the epicenter of the violence. The president said the riots were an attempt to hijack South Africa's democracy. He told supporters that instigators had been identified but didn't elaborate. Uh, elaborate. Tell us who these instigators. What if it was Colombians? <laughs> what if it's the damn Colombians? That would, some, that would be some shit right there. Yes. Says in in KwaZulu Natal, many have been uh, queuing for food, so standing in line for food. Sometimes for from the early hours of the morning just to get a few items. People waiting told the BBC that they were concerned about feeding their families, getting formula and nappies for their babies. Freaking British. (laughs) Nappies. Gotta get the nappies. (laughs) And even food for their pets. The week of violence in the province has left roads damaged or blocked by rioters, and the government wants to make sure the food supply is not disrupted, said Kum Budzo Nsheveni. Sorry, I'm butchering this. This... Is a difficult a article to read. <laughs> I thought you were going to give that an one acting to me, to be minister. I, I I was going to, and then I forgot until I started reading. It. I was like, "This was yours." I forgot I gave this one to you. <clears throat> Soldiers have been deployed to potential flashpoints, and police are providing escorts for the transportation of oxygen, medicines, and other key goods. In a thirty-minute televised address. Later on Friday, Mr. Ramaphosa said there were no shortage of food or supplies and urged people against panic buying. So why are people standing in line to get right, their get nappies? Food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He said more than 2,500 people have been arrested in connection with the unrest and urged South Africans to come together. If we stand together, no insurrection or violence in this country will succeed. We are engaged in a struggle to defend our democracy, our constitution, and our livelihoods and our safety. This is not a battle that we can afford to lose. It says more about the riots. Protests began last week after Zuma handed himself into police to serve a 15-month sentence for contempt of court. Zuma's supporters reacted furiously to his imprisonment, blockading major roads and calling for a shutdown to demand his release. The protests descended into riots on a scale rarely seen in South Africa. 
Businesses in every sector were looted, burnt, and petrol bombed in cities and towns across KwaZulu-Natal, as well as Gwateng, which surrounds the country's biggest city, Johannesburg. At least they have one easy word. Johannesburg. Yeah. How do you get Johannesburg? I don't know, but I think you pronounced it wrong. (laughs) Johannesburg? I don't know. I'm just joking. So, apparently, their former president got arrested for, like, embezzlement of, like, billions of dollars or something like that. And his supporters were furious, and that led to this. That just... I don't know. That sounds... Yeah. Maybe it's... Is it just our... It sounds shady. Is it just our minds? It's Maybe it's our our Americanism. But, no, I, I definitely think... Yeah, it just seems a little shady. Like, oh... We're gonna we're gonna arrest your president for embezzling billions that would have gone to the, you guys, mm-hmm. and, and people are like, "What? No, no, we we want we want him out yeah. because he was doing such a good job." But <laughs> if you think about it, think here in America though. Yeah, if Trump goes to if if they find pure no, evidence, right. pure evidence that Trump that, yeah. was using like government funds to right. like finance his yeah. his his family business no you're right there will be a selection of people being like no 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 no. he's being framed yeah and yeah there'll probably be some mad-ass violence in the streets you're absolutely right if trump gets arrested the yeah. same people that think that trump's somehow going to come back to the throne of the white right. house or he's secretly the president now yeah so yeah i you know I mean, you're absolutely right i mean when the when you got supporters you got supporters yeah and, and there's some hard line to put uh supporters yeah, out there for right. people like trump so i mean it doesn't matter what you say or or say there was hard evidence that hillary clinton actually did eat babies I'm not saying she did but say there's hard evidence of yeah. it how many of her supporters be like that woman broke glass ceilings how oh. dare you you know right, <laughs> like right. yeah. you're a sexist pig. Oh, and it's it's yeah but you, yeah you see it all the time mm-hmm. so i mean once that's the problem with politics. It doesn't matter if you're in a third world country or a main superpower like America. Yeah. With politics, you're marketing yourself to people's like feelings and stuff. So yeah. once people once you have them roped in, yeah. there's not a lot that's going to change their mind. And so when you even if you come out with hard hard evidence, people are going to be like, "No, you're fucking wrong." Right. And there's yeah. going to be violence that ensues from it, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I don't know, though. I, I see the potential for... It's so easy for a third world country to have like outside influence come in and get them riled up against oh, yeah. a government. I mean, you see it all the time. Right, we right. tried doing it in Cuba back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. We tried doing it in a lot of the, the communist countries. Yeah. I mean, what... Little proxy wars. Yeah, little proxy wars where we rile them up against and get their their dictators or whoever thrown out, Mm -hmm. and then we put our own dictator in. I'm not saying this is an American-led thing. I'm just saying our history has plenty of that. And you know we're not the only country that does it. No. So, I mean, it's it's, unfortunately when you have unstable countries like that, anybody can take advantage of the situation. And and they do all the time. The next unstable country is Cuba. So we got, I mean, Cuba's been at it back and forth since the 60s, since Fidel right. Castro came to power, since yeah. the communist party uprising. uprising and, and so Cuba's like an OG. Right. I yeah. mean, yeah, they you are. have the motherland and they're uprising in the, what, 1918? Yeah. And yeah. then, but then Cuba is like the, yeah. 
the child, the love child of the motherland. So yeah, right. And so like you said, it's it's OG. Yeah. It's been there for forever. Yeah. So um so this isn't short of all these kinds of incidences and uprisings. Yeah. And from what I read, this is the the biggest uprising since nineteen ninety four. Well this is the biggest uprising since nineteen ninety four. South Africa is the biggest amount of the most violence since the apartheid. Yeah. So I mean we got some. We Everybody's got some going record. back to the nineties. It's the record. Wow. It's it's a record-setting yes. week right now. Wow, you, for, you think um, third world violence? They're going to find some like hidden Nirvana record somewhere and be like, "Wow, look what we found." Yes, I mean they have to. It's the nineties. Says all down, over again. This article says, "Down with communism!" Shouts Cubans rallying in the U.S. No, this is the one I wanted. I wanted the one actually. So this is this one's interesting because we are using this very political. Oh yeah, America is. Yeah, of the course. United States on both sides. Because you got the right wing people saying, "Look at that! They're 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 blaming communism. Yeah. They're protesting against they, communism. Yeah. They want to be America." And then the other side is saying, "Look at that! They're they're screaming for health care yeah. and competitive wages and things like that." Like, yeah, like well, didn't Michael Moore in his uh, in his um, oh gosh, in his little documentary he did, didn't he prove Cuba had an excellent health care system? Probably. Michael Moore's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so the the main article I wanted to read is because, once again, um, people are calling for the United States intervention on this. Oh, and that so, would be beautiful. That would, that would go over very well. Yes. The Biden administration vows only to condemn Cuba violence as Havana accuses the United States— you know, and it, it everybody talks about like Afghanistan or Vietnam. Uh-huh. You know, kind of getting one over on the U.S. Cuba is the true like one that got one over on the U.S. Yeah, and stood toe to toe, Bay of Pigs, and and didn't flinch. Yeah, well, it didn't help that Kennedy wouldn't send in the air support needed for the Bay of Pigs. Well, so. no, no, I agree, but, but it's like, but but Castro has been in power or had been in power there for. You know, forever. Forever. And, yeah, and didn't back down no. at all. Yeah. So it says the United States on Monday vowed only to condemn violence in Cuba at anti-government protests that have swept across the country. It's interesting that he'll condemn the violence for anti-government protests in Cuba, but won't condemn the violence for Black Lives Matter protests right. here in the United States. Yes. All side anti-government. How, how does that hypocrisy work here? Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, it's like the same hypocrisy we talked about in Haiti, mm-hmm. where the same people that were screaming for like higher minimum wage here were the same people that were oppressing minimum right. wages. Yeah, exactly. In Haiti, yeah. So keeping them what like twenty seven cents an hour or yeah. something stupid. So it says. Um, it goes on to say the communist Caribbean island has been seeing its biggest anti government protests in decades. Thousands march on Havana's Malacan. Promenade and elsewhere on the island on Sunday to demand President Miguel Diaz Canel step down, shouting slogans like "Freedom" and "Unite." There were also a smaller number of pro-government protesters that were chanting "Fidel." I mean, are they chanting "Fidel" because of a bad thing, or they want Fidel back? I think they probably want him back. You think so? Yeah, because from other sides, they're saying that. They're pissed off about the Castro regime and all the things right. it did, but yeah, Fidel uh, hasn't been in power for what ten years now. Uh, yeah, no, but they—I think there was a group of loyalists who thought that Cuba thrived under Fidel Castro. Mm. Where? <laughs> who? <laughs> I've been to Cuba under Fidel Castro. Yeah, and it wasn't thriving from what I saw. Yeah. 
says, referring to Fidel Castro, Cuba's former longtime communist head of state. Special force jeeps with machines on the back. It just says machines. Is that just machines? Is that any vehicle? They have it machines? It doesn't say machine guns. It just says machines. What no. kind of machines are we talking about? I don't know, here? but that's no threat. I mean, machines don't hurt you unless they're like giant robots. Uh, it could be giant robots that's from Japan. True. They, they need to clarify this. It says, special force jeeps with machines on the back were seen through the Capitol on Sunday night. With a heavy police pre- presence, even hours after most of the demonstrators were home after the 9 p.m. curfew. Goes on to say the demonstrations take place against the backdrop of the country's raging COVID-19 epidemic and its worst economic crisis since the fall of the Soviet Union, its old ally. U.S. sanctions imposed during Donald Trump's tenure as president have further crippled the Latin America American country's economy. So you see, this is one side blaming this right. on Trump yeah. and imposing these um, sanctions, reimposing pretty much, right. just kind of reinforcing them because yeah. Obama era kind of loosened those yeah, sanctions, right. loosened them up a little bit, and and to be honest. I'm I, I have no problem with them loosening sanctions against Cuba. I mean, Cuba. it's been, what, it, like 60 years? Yeah, it's time to let it go. Are they Are they really even... A, I mean, the, uh, yeah. the Soviet Union's gone. Right, right. The people yeah. that were sending them the nukes to point at us yeah. were gone. Right. And yet we still have sanctions. Uh, yeah. The Soviet Union's been gone for how many years now? 30 years? Uh, yeah, more? since like 89. So more... about Yeah, about 30 years. Yeah. Yet... Some reason we're still imposing these yeah. Soviet era sanctions on Cuba. Yeah, and I mean, who's who's suffering? You know, the, it's the people. Yeah, the Cuban people. people. Well, you know, they're just trying to force their hand. That this is an example of where I could see the U.S. is still trying to force a hand to push against a communist government. No, a- absolutely, but it's been sixty fucking years. Yeah, <laughs> you're not pushing any they're hands. Play- they're they're here for the long game, man. <laughs> yeah, they're playing okay. the long, long game. They're like, all right, guys, this is it. This is it. It's happening. It's happening. They're this finally, is it. They're finally seeing that the American way of life. Is what they want. It's like, no, we're just fucking starving. Come yeah, on. Right, exactly. We're just mad. We'll, we'll say hungry. whatever you want. Just yes. give us some fucking food. So it goes on to say, um, Cubans have taken the streets in Havana as well as San Antonio de los Baños. Isn't that bathroom? Isn't that the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they misunderstand somebody was chanting that they had to go to the bathroom. Well, this is a city because it's taken okay. place in the streets of Havana. And so this would be translated loosely to St. Antonio or St. Anthony of the bathrooms. Interesting. My rough Spanish yeah, translation. Spanos, yeah. So wow. And Palma Soriano to complain about food shortages and high prices amid the COVID nineteen crisis. They keep bringing up the COVID nineteen crisis here. Yeah, of course they're going to. Many Cubans in Miami also were out to protest against the communist government. Oh, let's throw that in at the end. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, they're 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 protesting food shortages and COVID nineteen and economic crisis. Oh yeah, and some of them were out. Um, protesting well, in, in Miami though in Miami oh, so okay. those yep. that are already in yep. the US so yeah cuban americans or yeah. cuban mi- migrants to the US yeah. are out to protest against co- communist government so did they do it in Miami or did they go down to cuba to protest they probably did it in Miami yeah they i mean they're going to be pussies yeah um yeah that was that other article was it says uh cubans rallying in the US are shouting down with communism so are they even Protesting the same thing is yeah, my question. Yeah, right, and probably not because those in the United States, you know, they're they're 
obviously going to be anti-government, Cuban government, yeah. but they're not on the ground. They're not there to see the prices, the inflation, right. the the food shortages. So yeah, they're they're probably not protesting the same thing at all. Yeah, it says waving Cuban and U.S. flags, thousands of Cuban Americans protest in Miami and Washington on Monday in support of the historic anti-government protests on the communist island, which they hope will usher in sweeping change. This is the moment there there isn't another, and this is a definite sign that communism is going to fall. Down with communism, said Cuban Humberto Ponce Ponce Diaz at a demonstration in Miami's Little Havana neighborhood. neighborhood. So, I, I, I don't know. Do you think this is an anti-communist thing? Do you think this is... Do you think this is another thing where outside influencers are appealing to the poor down there and getting yeah. them to rise up against a government well, that uh, the outside influencers don't like? Like, like I, I was saying before we went on the air, that you look at uh, South Africa, you look at Lebanon, you look at... Uh, right. Haiti, you look at uh, Cuba, and they're all saying this is this is against inequality, right? Right. Which again, as we were talking about before, with like Build Back Better, one of their main things is they want to get rid of inequality, economic inequality across the globe. And so I can totally see where, yeah, there could be some outside influence pushing these. What? Uh, again, why now in Cuba? Right. Right. Why, why now in South Africa? Why right. now? Right. Right. I right. mean, why why now in Haiti? I mean, it just is. It just seems odd. Well, if you look back at again, I mean, I don't want to be like always refer referencing back to the communist uprising no, or right. what the October. What was that? The 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 Red the, October. Re, yeah, the protests and the rise of communism. Yeah, right, basically, right, right, right. the rise yeah. of the Bolsheviks. We always end up back there because yeah. there's so many. Connections. That's why we did. I'm glad we did our early episode referencing yeah. uh, the rise of communism because we've had that reference point mm -hmm. for over a year now. Yeah. But um, if you look back, then it was people sparking the outrage of the poor mm -hmm. against whatever regime. I mean, I don't necessarily think even then it was just a bunch of poor people got together and were pissed right. off and rioted against the government. Otherwise, they would have done it fucking years ago. Right, yeah. Because they want to have the resource. Somebody with resources comes in and says, hey, do you know, yeah. do you know it's a good idea? You guys should have more money. Yeah. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but I'm just saying yeah. a lot of times outside influences come in mm -hmm. and push, right. <laughs> like get them riled up. Yep. It's kind of like, God forbid I make this com comparison, but it's kind of like January 6th yeah. thing. okay. You got all these people that are already on edge, a bunch of people, thousands of people on edge, probably tens of thousands of people on edge. Uh, maybe 10% of them are really fucking yeah. on edge. And then you got a small, very small group of people come in and say, let's fucking go in there and get them. Yeah. And so like that 10% that are really on edge are like, yeah, let's get them. And the other like 10,000 people are like, what the hell are these guys doing? Yeah. Right. It's it's similar to that. It's like you got these people that are are pissed off, rightfully pissed off at their government. You send some CIA ops in there or Colombian ops in there to be like, you yeah. know, what you should do. Yeah, we should. We Former should. Former Cuban defector who's yeah. now an asset. Right. You know. I mean, <laughs> it would take very little. 
in a tinderbox like Cuba yeah. or South Africa or Lebanon in a tinderbox like a tinderbox like that. Yeah. It doesn't take much to spark that yeah. back up. And especially with social media, things no. spread so quickly. Apparently, you had sent me this, DeSantis. DeSantis? Yeah, DeSantis. The the governor of Florida. Yes. Who, I mean, we, we all feel, me and you both feel like he's putting in his bid for a presidential yeah. run. Yeah, I definitely feel like he is. He's calling on Cuba's military to turn on the communist regime. You can be heroic. Refound Cuba. What do you think the... Cuban government is going to respond to an American government official. See that as an act of war. You think? I would. Do you want to read this one? You sent this one to me. Absolutely, I will. This one, I I feel like there's more to talk about with Cuba because it's right next door to us, and it's kind of we got a lot of background with it already. Yeah. Okay. Here she is. Let me pull this one up. All right. All right. As you said. First of all, does looking at this picture, DeSantis doesn't have Trump hands, does he? Because he's really overusing mm. his hands in this picture. And it, it's very I, I reminiscent he, of Trump. I think he's trying to have Trump hands, actually. You think so? I do. I oh. do. Does it, And he does look a little bit more orange, doesn't he? <laughs> Squinty eyed, looking into yes. the yeah. eclipse. And his hair just, uh, I don't know, something with his hair. <laughs> All right, so Florida Governor Ron DeSantis called on Cuba's military to turn on the communist dictatorship that controls the island, saying that young military leaders have a chance to be heroic and can refound the nation. DeSantis made the remarks in response to a question from a reporter about calls for U.S. military intervention on the island. There you go. Calls for intervention on the island there. Calls for military intervention in In Haiti. Haiti. Have we called for intervention in South Africa or no, Lebanon? No, it's not really. A, I, I can see England taking that one. That's more their background. Well, England, didn't they used to own <laughs> yeah. South Africa? Yeah, so that makes sense. Uh, the best role for military, the Cuban military, is to realize that time's up, that you can't keep doing the bidding of a repressive dictatorship that is not governing with the consent of the governed. <laughs> it's coming from an American official. Yes. What, whatever side it's on, you can't keep doing the bidding of a government that is not governing with the consent of the government. How yeah. many government officials govern with the consent of the governed here in the United States? Well, yeah, democracy exactly. or not. Yeah. You know, he's Quote trying unquote. to. He's trying to quote the the Declaration of Independence. I get what he's trying to do yeah. here, but it. it no, it's you're right. Very laughable. Yeah. Uh, clearly, this is a dictatorship that is lost. Not that they ever had it, but clearly they don't have the consent of the governed now. And so I think that the best thing would be for those militaries, particularly some of the younger military folk, to understand you can really be heroic in this. You can play an instrumental role in founding a free Cuba, refounding the country, and a free republic. And that will be something that will help millions of people. And that will somehow be something that will cause you to live in the history books. Isn't isn't that how the Cuban Revolution yeah. started in the first place? It really is. Was younger military folks understanding that they can be really heroic in this. Yeah. And being led by an outsider, yeah. Che Guevara, yeah. and then Fidel Castro. I mean, it's just the same thing over again. Yeah. It happened once. What makes you think... If it happens again, it's going to have better results. Well, exactly, that you're going to get somebody who is, again, a good guy. Because Mm -hmm. as we've talked before, in these situations, 
it's always the strong guy. It's the loudest voice that stands up, and it's usually not the good guy that does it. The only interest the U.S. would have in it is putting their own guy in it that would, right. you know, make this a nice, uh, co- yeah. cozy port. Yeah, right. Country. Exactly. Same yeah. with what we're talking about, like with what they Haiti. wanted for Haiti. Yeah. Well, Cuba's even closer than Haiti. Right? Yeah. What if we had a port to jump from Cuba then to Haiti onto what? South Africa? What if the whole plan? is for Biden to take all those people on the border and then ship them over to the Caribbean islands and use that as kind of a, a new colony. That'd for... be a fucking nightmare. Right? Can you imagine the racism over there? Oh, but he, I know... Like, Biden thinks about that. I know... I used to... I know, like, Hispanic guys, and oh, I would joke yes. around oh, and call them Mexican. Yes, don't do it. Don't call, like, a Puerto Rican a Mexican. No. Or, any, or yeah. like... A Costa Rican, uh, Puerto Rican, yeah, my, yeah, my grandmother, um, you know, Native American, Mexican, and yeah, you call her Puerto Rican, and holy shit, yeah. So imagine, oh, they're all Latinos or Latinxes. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Let's throw all them Latinxes together. Got to get along, right? (laughs) That that, but that's the kind of ignorance Biden would have, though. It says, Mister President, now's the time to stand up and be counted. DeSantis said, "This is." Why do they always use these, like, really dramatic things? I know. This is a time for choosing. This is a time to stand with the people who are seeking freedom from a brutal 62-year reign of communist oppression. Again, we're trying to get involved when we shouldn't be involved. Yeah. At most, we should be maybe offering, like, actual legitimate humanitarian right, aid. Right, right, exactly. We actual sh- food and, and medicine and, yeah. Not not building, like, textile businesses <laughs> right. on the... the yeah. We should maybe be providing some legit humanitarian aid to the people that are starving. We shouldn't be trying to play God and saying, no. you know what these people want? They want to get rid of the communist regime. This is the time to stand up and be counted. Yeah. Or or playing holier than thou and be like, you mm. know the, what these guys really want? They want to be like America. Yeah, and the Cubans are like, fuck you guys. Yeah. We just we, want we, food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So finally, that leads us, leaves us with Lebanon. We are about out of time, so Lebanon I don't know as much about. It just kind of popped. Yeah, from on what I could list. see, um, it was uh, a lot of it is um, just they're they're not real happy with the way the government has been handling again the COVID crisis. There's a big fuel shortage right and now, and there's a fuel shortage, which is Lebanon's primary mm. source of income. So I'm going to read just a little bit of this one. This one is from. Uh, GlobalRiskInsights.com says chaos in Lebanon. How much longer can the military maintain law and order? It sounds like Trumpism. <laughs> says uh, last month, I recorded a total of 97 security incidents happening across Lebanon. The vast majority of those were roadblocks set up by angry protesters over the rapidly deteriorating socio-economic conditions. Again, the economic conditions are yeah. playing into this. And when you have those conditions. Anything can spark that off, yeah. whether it's an outside player, whether it's like but a legitimate. Remember, remember the um, was it the oh god, was it the G eight conference mm-hmm. where their big thing was they wanted to reach out to third world countries to help them build infrastructure so they can compete with China. Oh, and now all these infrastructures are falling, quote unquote falling. Mm-hmm. So now we got the UN can go in, yeah, or whoever these big powers are can go yeah. in and rebuild rebuild build back build better back better says the roadblocks were distributed around the country from tyre and sidon in the south to tripoli in the north and zali in the becca valley 
Fuel shortages, announcements by banks, and fluctuations in the Lebanese lira black market dollar exchange rate have been the main protests triggered leading to roadblocks and at times riots and violence. On the last day of the month, armed protesters took to the streets of Tripoli. They were outraged by the power outage and the story of a child on life support who died due to the failure of the hospital's backup generator. That's sad. Yeah. So fuel shortages caused backup generator to yeah. shut off. Right. Kid on life support died. Riots ensued. Yes. Said protesters fired their guns in the air and threw stones at the soldiers until Lebanese army was deployed to contain the situation. Um, it goes on to say protesters stormed the building of Kadisha Electric electricity company and forced its employees to redirect electricity supplies whilst this was happening this must not Did be it american say whilst? this is whilst whilst, whilst, whilst. this was happening wow. the military also had to respond to eight roadblocks in different locations around the country um it says fighting over fuel since the beginning of may many petrol stations have continued to close with those remaining having been put having put in place fuel limits as low as LBP 20,000 worth of petrol. So that must be their dollar or gotcha. whatever. 20,000 Lebanese pennies or whatever. Pesos. Road congestion is not only a- attributable to the aforementioned roadblocks, but also the immense, immensely long lines at petrol stations, which have forced people to queue or line up overnight. This must be British again because they keep saying queue. Alarmingly, the shortage of fuel is now linked to daily reports of shootings and fights over whose turn it is to fill up at the tank. So remember, we said if the if the gas goes here, mm-hmm. it's going to be utter chaos right. here. Well, you see that over there. You kind right. of get an example. There's shootings and riots and stuff right. over people whose turn it is to fuel up, uh, to fill up their tanks. Right. Says over June, even private generators have been rationed due to the lack of diesel fuel with four hours a day of electricity suspended. So they're not even allowed four hours a day of electricity there. Then smuggling of goods in, from Lebanon to Syria is a problem too. He says, which is already reportedly costing the Lebanese economy $15 million per day. It's largely a contribu- contributor to those shortages. So people are smuggling. Right. Goods and fuel and stuff to Syria for whatever ongoing right. wars are going on. The proxy wars there. We said Lebanon yeah. was getting in on those wars, right. and yep. so they're they're um they're stealing some of that shit and transporting and it, it there. to there, and it's costing millions per day. So his attempts to curb smuggling have led to gunfights between the military and heavily armed smugglers, such as Ross Balbeck on the twelfth of June. So, a lot of shit there. Yeah. And a lot of it's due, again, to economic shortages. Mm-hmm. Says the military's deteriorating. Says the mi- military's stretched dangerously thin, and from what I was reading, they're like not even getting paid right now. So, so there's, there's how much no do they give there. shit? Yeah. Right, exactly. Again, <laughs> I'm surprised. If, if we had any interest there, DeSantis would be like calling for yeah, the right. military there to turn on yeah. their government. right. Says leadership is worried that it will no longer be able to deploy in necessary areas because its soldiers haven't received wages. As a result, the soldiers also suffered alongside their people from the deteriorating socioeconomic conditions. So, you know, they're not going to remain that loyal right. for too long. Right. I had read that, I'm pretty sure it was the Lebanon one, that basically they've been trying to set up some form of government, new government there for like over 12 months now. And it's not working. Hmm. And so the 
guy that was kind of the man in charge, like the president pro tempo or whatever, mm-hmm. just decided, you know what, fuck this, I'm out. So, because nothing's happening. There's right. like a deadlock for, for a long time. So he just left? Yeah, he's just like, I'm done. Hmm. So, I mean, no political, really, leadership there. Yeah. It says, currently political actors in Palestinian refugee c- camps, for example, such as Fatah and Palestinian Islamic Jihad in Rashida camp still have the authority as power brokers and peacekeepers. Because it says, I I mean, it doesn't sound like there's really any political structure there, right. like leadership structure yeah. there. So It's all up in the air. Yeah, so, I mean, who's in charge is the right. question. Yeah. Who's even leading the military? Right. I, I yeah. mean, yeah. Hezbollah may seek to enforce law and order itself for the time being. However, says um, this Neshra, I think that's the guy, said in a speech on Friday that Hezbollah supports the bolstering of the Lebanese military and its job to secure the country. If the resistance paramilitary group were to step in for the military, possibly the only respected institution in, in Lebanon, it would most likely provoke violent sectarian sediment and uproar amongst the international community. So we all know how Lebanon yeah. or Hezbollah kind of operates. Yeah. So right. that's a mess. Yeah, that is a huge mess. That's actually a bigger mess, I think, than what uh, Cuba's got going on but in South Africa. But do we care, though? It's so far separated from I, us that I, but it's we a, care about Cuba because it's right out right, our back door and the communist surge needs... Yeah. to be purged from the face of the earth. And meanwhile, we have this very key player in the Middle East right. that is yeah. f- just falling miserably. Yeah. And it just, again, it sets up trends, you know, and I think you have to look at the trends across the globe. And when you see where Syria is, you look at Libya, now Lebanon. I mean, it's just like, it's just... It's looking really bad over there, you know, and when we look at everything that the World Economic Forum and, and you know, the whole Build Back Better thing, and it, we, we know that the U.N. wants to get their hands on some of these third world countries, you know, it, it, if you're conspiracy minded, you can see it and be like, you know, this is just a little too convenient that right. it's all happening now, well, right after COVID. Well, conveniently, the the United States is the biggest financial backer of the Lebanese military. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Conveniently, this year they increased funding from fifteen to one hundred and twenty million dollars. From fifteen to one hundred and twenty. Fifteen million to one hundred and twenty million dollars in oh, military shit. aid to Lebanon this year. Oh shit! So when when do we call in those chips? Yeah, call yeah. back those chips. Well, and, or we need to send troops over there to to mm-hmm. protect our interest. Protect our interest there. Um, Haiti's right at our doorstep. Got to protect, protect those. those, and they're already Cuba's asking right for U.S. to come over. You know, yep. Cuba's uh, people are calling for military intervention yeah. in Cuba. I mean, yeah, the world's on fire, and we are the world fire yes. fighters. We, the world United police. States is the the world police. That's scary. It is. We it, can't even police our own. No, we can't. We got the same shit going on here. Yeah. Again, it's like, how much of this is? manufactured to cause disruption in those countries. And if it's not like outside forces causing it, how easy would it be for a superpower to take advantage of... Or the UN. Yeah. The UN, well, I consider the UN a superpower. Well, yeah. You got Russia, you got the UN, the United States, 
whatever, yeah. to take advantage of that because we've yeah. seen it all over the world for the last for yeah. hundreds of years. Like a small country starts to fail and the UN or United States, well, we got to go intervene in this and protect our interests in the area. Like we said with Haiti, we got to protect the trade routes in the area and we go fuck up the country. You know what they they really need with all this economic inequality? What's that? A great reset. Absolutely. Obviously. Absolutely. So never let a good crisis go to waste. Never. Never let a good fire go to waste, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you got to take advantage of what you got. So what do you think? Do you think this ends well for anyone? <laughs> no. No. I you know, it's it's like you think that they take a couple steps forward, but like I said, coming out of COVID and just how I mean, everything in, is in chaos now, mm-hmm. right? And we know last year they were talking about, you know, food shortages because of all the shutdowns and mm-hmm. stuff. Well, now we're seeing that play out on a global scale. Yes. All these countries are not. Do you have a spider on you? I did. Um, they're playing out where these third world countries who can't sustain themselves right. are suffering. Yep. And they're breaking out into chaos. Yes. Um, last question. And you kind of already answered this, but just to just to be clear, do you think these are organic shit storms that peop- we're going to probably take advantage of, or the UN's going to take advantage of, or do you think this is outside forces at play, like trying to pull the strings and get the like throw the match in the tinder box you think yeah. somebody else is throwing the match or you think it was just an organic shit storm I, I think it's a i think it's a combination i think somebody you know you see the 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 lengths they went through mm-hmm. right to to get trump out of office right mm-hmm. they war game the whole thing they knew that trump was going to set um basically sabotage himself right right and they let him do it i think it's in a lot of ways whoever if there is, you know, some World Economic Forum bad guy, Doctor Evil type, whatever, they probably have war gamed each country. Mm. They know where the weak points are, and they're either going to let strategic it strategic or- weak points too, it's not tr- just exactly. a weak country because exactly. it's not just some no, no, country no, no, no. Right. on the far edges that have right. no value to anything. They're strategically right. placed, yeah, and they they know. Okay, if we if we push here, we nudge there. Then it'll organically shitstorm out. Yeah, and so like I said, maybe throw the match in and already right. the fuel's already there. Yeah, right. it's already a, a, a tinder box. Exactly. It's not like people came in and turned this into a mm-hmm. shit show. Right. I mean, we kind of did have our hands in turning Cuba into a shit show. Right. But um, and like maybe. you said, the fuel's there. Right. But you think somebody's possibly standing out there, like striking a match, throw yeah. it, strike a match. Yeah. Come on, light. Come on, right. light. You look at it. You know. What country is going to play ball? Mm-hmm. Okay, are you going to play ball? All right, cool. No? Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, I wish you good health. I wish you good Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a lot of poor people over there. I bet they're yeah. you're kind of getting pissed a off. Lot of, about a lot of racial inequality, and yeah. you got a history of some racial strife. Right. Be a shame if that suddenly blew up in your face. Right, exactly. We are out of time. We uh, covered this in pretty good depth for a week on wrap-up, I think. I think we did it. We did I, f- good. I feel like there's a lot more to dig into this. Yeah. We just don't have time in this episode. Yeah. Maybe if things kick off further, we'll dig into yeah. it more. But, um, but for now, I think we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, like I said, we'll keep our eye on things. Yep, as we always do, we'll keep our ear to the ground. Um, again, this is your weekend wrap-up. Tomorrow, once again, we're going to be talking about some more censorship being pushed down the pike. 
It's going to yeah. get ugly. It's already sounding scary as hell. Right. So yeah. I'm not going to say too much about this, except for like the whole Jen Saki saying like all social media platforms should be mm-hmm. like should be censoring the content that we flag, that the White House flags, basically, is what right. they're saying. So that that yeah. right there is scary to me. It is, Scary yeah. enough that I, I want to do a full episode Absolutely, on it, so. yeah. So much for freedom of press. Yes. So that's coming tomorrow, live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Don't miss that. Uh, invite your friends, anybody that you want to get in on the action with this. Um, bring your comments. Bring your um, opinions on the whole issue because, as always, the comment lines are always open during our live streams, and they're always open. We have the forum, the Facebook forum, where you can always share your comments and your opinions on our episodes. Make sure you check us out all over social media. We're on Facebook. We're on... Parlor's gone. I'm just going to say Parlor's yeah, gone. So par- we're not on Parlor. It, it, it got obliterated. No more gone. Parlor. We're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, MeWe, uh, all, of, all, all the main Everything ones. else. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, check us out at Break the Bell Pod, P-O-D for podcast, um, and then share it around. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash break the bell. If you want to support us more than you already are with your ears listening your to us. Beautiful ears. Beautiful, beautiful. We love your ears. We do. If you want to support us more than just with your ears, go to patreon.com and support us there and get access to all our bonus content and things like that. So... We're going to get out of here for this week. We will see you back here tomorrow night for the live stream episode. Have a great rest of your weekend. Go out and enjoy the, sun, the sunset or, sun. or something. Yeah. Just, just get out of your fucking house and do something nice and enjoy your life. Absolutely. We're going to go. Peace. Have a great weekend. Bye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout-out to our sponsors, Goulash Media. On the run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast and Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time. And let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking.